Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's a day to bundle up for millions of Americans. Yeah, Al's tracking the brutal cold, even some snow. It is November 28th. Good morning. This is Today. Ready for winter? The coldest air of the season gripping a large part of the country. Temperatures up to 20 degrees below normal with snow warnings in effect from the Midwest to the Northeast. We'll have everything you need to know. Signs of hope. More hostages set to be released today after a key extension in the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. The family of the only American to be free, little Abigail Adan, now speaking out. She's only four and she's been through hell. This morning, Abigail's aunt and cousin joining us for a live interview. Remembering Rosalind Carter, emotional new tributes to the former first lady and humanitarian. Jimmy Carter, her loving husband of 80 years, now expected at a special tribute service today where they're live. Shedding Light, a first-of-its-kind report on those wildly popular drugs for weight loss, will tell you which one is the most effective by far. Those stories plus Hall versus Oates. What we are now learning about the surprising legal battle and restraining order between one of pop music's most beloved duos of all time. Today, Tuesday, November 28, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuffey, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Good to see you. Thank you for joining us. It is a Tuesday morning and a busy one. We do have a lot to get to. Yeah, that's right. The ceasefire between Israel and Hamas has been extended. It's now due to expire tomorrow. And it comes as newly released Israeli hostages are beginning to describe what their lives were like in captivity. We're going to have the latest on that. And we're going to speak to the family of a, the now freed four-year-old American girl, Abigail Adon. But we do start with the winter weather. It's affecting millions of people. Check this out. You are looking at a snowy scene in Olean, New York, this morning. Meantime, a major cold snap's on the move. Temperatures plunging, forcing many to break out their jackets, their winter hats, their gloves for the very first time. Al is standing by with his full forecast. But first, let's start with NBC's Jesse Kirsch here in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hey, Jesse, good morning. Hoda, good morning. A rough start to the day out here in western Pennsylvania. We've got brutal wind gusts, which are churning up some rough waves out here on Lake Erie. You can hear those wind gusts right now, and it's those blasts of cold air combining with these waters, which have turned parts of the Great Lakes region into a snow globe overnight. Following a stormy night of snow, blustery winds, and treacherous roads, this morning millions are bracing for the possibility of even more. This is a big storm to be our first storm of the year, so um, everyone's going to knock the rust off really quick. In Michigan and New York, some communities seen up to a foot of snow or more since Monday. Drivers trapped and digging out, and some semi-trucks even stranded. And in some areas, it's still coming down. This early winter mess, courtesy of lake effect snow, which happens when frigid winds sweep across the Great Lakes and their relatively warm waters. Heat and moisture transform into clouds, dumping heavy snow in areas downwind. With snowplows gearing up, officials asking the public to prepare as well. Travelers, you know, please take your time. And while this week's wintry weather is not backing up the nation's airports, some drivers are seeing major delays on the roads. Like along the I-90 corridor in Erie, Pennsylvania, where numerous crashes were reported overnight. 
Thankfully, most Americans do not have to dig out this morning, but millions are waking up to frigid temperatures. Bundle up the kids when you send them off to school. The holiday season chill stretching along the East Coast and west to Chicago, bringing temperatures 10 to 20 degrees below average today. If you've got a flight to catch this morning, most of you, the overwhelming majority of you, can breathe a sigh of relief. Flight tracker, flight aware, showing fewer than 20 cancellations tied to U.S. airports so far today. But if you're going to the airports of Annenhoda, you're probably going to want to bundle up because it is cold for many of us right now. Yeah, Back to you. We see that 27 degrees there in the area. All right. Thank you so much, Jesse. All right. Let's check in with Al and get a closer mm-hmm. look at what to expect. Hi there. Hey, good morning and good morning to you. We've got 7 million people right now from Michigan all the way to upstate New York under winter weather advisories, winter storm warnings, lake effect snow advisories as well. You can see the winds coming across the Great Lakes and where it picks up that moisture, then cools off and we get that snow coming across western New York and interior sections of New York, Cleveland as well. We're going to be looking at about another 16 inches of snow, the Tug Hill Plateau between Watertown and Utica and some heavier amounts in western Pennsylvania. But after that, things start to calm down. The big problem going to be these temperatures. Look at it. Feels like minus three right now in Minneapolis, 15 Wichita, five in Chicago, 12 in Buffalo, Nashville. You feel like 29 degrees with the wind chill for today. Our high in New York City, 39 degrees, 12 degrees below average. As far south as New Orleans, only 58. Tampa, 15 degrees below average at 62 degrees. The chill continues tomorrow. But as you look to the west, temperatures are warming up and we will start to see temperatures rebounding as we get into the weekend. Cleveland, you'll be in the mid 40s here. New York will be in the low 50s, mid 60s into Memphis. Guys. All right, Al, thank you so much. Let's turn now to the war in the Middle East, a deal now in place, extending the temporary truce between Israel and Hamas, paving the way for the release of more hostages. We're also hearing for the first time from the family of four-year-old Abigail, who was freed over the weekend. We will speak to her aunt and her cousin in just a moment. But first, NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel joins us from Israel. He's got the very latest. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. So late last night, as this deal was set to expire, Israel and Hamas agreed to a two-day extension. That means today and tomorrow, Israel is pausing its military campaign to destroy and dislodge Hamas in Gaza. And Hamas, later today and tomorrow, are expected to release more hostages, at least 10 today, a similar number uh, tomorrow, in exchange for dozens of Palestinian prisoners. Under armed guard, Hamas handed over 11 hostages, two women and nine children, to the Red Cross last night, including two three-year-old twin girls. They were whisked into Israel for medical checks and then reunited with their families. All of the hostages freed yesterday were taken by Hamas on October 7th from a single kibbutz near Oz, near the Gaza border including 12-year-old Erez and 16-year-old Sahar Calderon. Their father, Ofer, like all of the kidnapped men, remains a hostage. Bring them home and to be again big, happy family. So let's go. Let's bring them back. But Hamas isn't the only group in Gaza holding hostages. Others have around 40, including, according to the Israeli military, 10-month-old Kafir Bibas, whose mother and siblings were also captured. 
Critically, the Israel-Hamas hostage deal is allowing more aid into Gaza, which has been devastated by Israeli airstrikes and tank fire. Before and after pictures show wide-scale destruction, with 80% of the population displaced, according to the UN. Truths or not, we still have no electricity, no water, and none of life's basic necessities, said this man. In Israel, the hostages are staying in hospitals until they're ready to go home. So far, only one American has been set free in this truce, four-year-old Israeli-American Abigail Idan. Her mother and father were killed. She was sheltered by neighbors until Hamas discovered them and took them all hostage. We spoke to her aunt at a hospital near Tel Aviv, where Abigail and most of the freed children are staying. Her story is so difficult because she went through hell and now she has no parents. Yeah. So what's going to happen to her? Well, the family is going to take care of her. There's a lot of family around her. I know... Like in Israel, people feel that she's the, she's the Israel baby. She's the Israeli baby of everyone. The first of three American aid flights containing aid for Gaza arrived today, landing in Egypt. They will be brought then by truck into the Gaza Strip. They include medical supplies, food, and winter clothing. Hoda, Savannah, back to you. Richard Engel for us there in Tel Aviv. Richard, uh, thank you. We were just discussing four-year-old American Abigail Adan, the youngest American taken hostage. She was freed on Sunday. Just heard her aunt say she's Israel's baby. Mm-hmm. Well, we're joined now by her aunt Liz Hirschnitpali, as well as her daughter Noah. They are speaking out for the first time since Abigail's release. Good morning. It's so good to be talking to you under these circumstances where Abigail is finally free. What, if anything, have you heard about how she's doing her condition and how it's been going uh, in the 24 hours or so since she was released? Um, well, first, we're thrilled that she is released. Um, we, Abigail was held hostage with a mother and her three kids. And that was a blessing because she had a woman, a mother who could hold her and, and comfort her in the darkness for 50 days. Abigail um, is is with family. She's with her aunt, her grandmother. They met her. She's been reunited with her brother and her sister. And that was magical in the sense that a brother and sister who for 50 days waited and hoped that Abigail would come home. And Abigail, when she saw them, was just elated and with her cousins as well. And so it's going to be a very slow process. And it's 50 days and having seen her parents murdered, but at least she is now home safe with her family. And, um, and we can only pray and hope as the days go on that she will be able to uh, live a, a, a good life. Noah, will you will you tell us about Abigail? We all do sort of feel like we know her. Uh, as they said, you know, she's Israel's child. Tell us about her. What's she like? She's a sweet and feisty girl. She uh, likes to boss around her brother and sister to chase a soccer ball with her brother and her cousins who are very good soccer players. Um, I mean, you can see on her smile, she's just a sweet girl that, that as far as we know, still has a love of life. It's just horrific when you mm-hmm. learn about the details of what happened to Abigail. I mean, her father was killed holding her, trying to protect her. Her mother was killed, her siblings right behind a, a partition, and, and had to witness that. 
How do you rebuild Liz? I know she is surrounded by family and you will envelop her in love, but what are your hopes for her? Well, my hopes are that she can live a, a private life where she can be with her family. Um, her aunt, who is the sister of Smadar, who was murdered, will be raising her with her husband, Zoli, and with their three kids. So this family will be six children. And I, I know that they will get lots of love. The grandparents are very involved <clears throat> in her life. And what I hope for her is that she will be embraced and she'll go back out and play soccer with her siblings and go back to school. And that we, while she is the hope, uh, she's a miracle and she's the hope for the future, that we will be able to let her live her life as just a little girl. Mm -hmm. Indeed, and I know you mm -hmm. both are have been advocating for the release of all the hostages and will continue to do so. Liz and Noah, thank you so much. I was so happy to have this little girl home. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you both. All right, we do have a lot more to get to. 7.13, let's welcome Craig to the table. Hi, Craig, hey, good morning. Savannah. Good morning, good morning to you as well. A tribute service for a former first lady and humanitarian, Rosalind Carter is being held in Atlanta today. Her husband of nearly 80 years, former President Jimmy Carter, is expected to be in attendance along with President Biden, former President Clinton, and a host of other dignitaries as well. NBC's Blaine Alexander joins us from Atlanta with more. Blaine, good morning to you. Well, Craig, good morning to you. We have already seen hundreds of people coming out to honor Mrs. Carter, with people showing up by the busload to the Carter Center yesterday. But perhaps the most notable appearance will be her husband, the former president, Jimmy Carter. We're told that he made the 150-mile trip up from Plains, Georgia, here to Atlanta. We're told that he was in town resting yesterday. This will be a very rare public appearance for the former president as he comes out to say goodbye to his wife of more than 77 years. With one last ride through her beloved home state of Georgia, this morning, a fond farewell for former First Lady Rosalind Carter. Today's memorial service, on the second of a three-day tribute, is expected to draw a host of White House occupants, past and present, including her husband of nearly eight decades, former President Jimmy Carter. It would be a rare public appearance for the 99-year-old former commander-in-chief who entered hospice care in February and was last seen in September riding through the Plains Peanut Parade with his wife by his side. Also set to attend, President and Mrs. Biden, former President Clinton, and every living former first lady, including Hillary Clinton, Laura Bush, Michelle Obama, and Melania Trump. It comes after a day of touching tributes throughout the state, starting in Mrs. Carter's hometown of Plains, then moving to her alma mater, Georgia Southwestern State University, where a pair of wreaths were placed near her statue on campus. Finally, to Atlanta's Carter Center, where lines of people paid their respects to the former first lady who, along with her husband, dedicated herself to humanitarian work after leaving the White House. Her top priority was mental health. She advocated for changing in public policy and the availability of treatment for people who needed them and elimination of stigma. Along the nearly 150-mile route, lines of crowds, school children, and grateful citizens all coming to say goodbye. When you go to Plains and Miss Roseland would, would visit with her and she would walk you out the door. Even when she was frail, she would grab the walker and walk you out the door. Today we get an opportunity to walk her home. 
Now, during today's service, her grandchildren will serve as the pallbearers. We'll hear tributes from close personal friends as well as the Carter's children. Now, after the conclusion of today's service, Craig, the motorcade will head back down to Plains, Georgia, where she will be laid to rest tomorrow. Back to you. Sounds like it will be a fitting tribute, Blaine. Thank you. All right. Let's show you what we got. Lake Effect Snow <laughs> is continuing. A southeastern chill. They're going to be part of this. But out west, the western half of the country is going to be a quiet weather pattern. Uh, and, of course, while it's very chilly outside, look at how warm it is here in the studio. They've got a fan Craig Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> He's so hot. That's you know, why I got distracted. He's sweating. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> That's your latest weather. You know where there's not a cold snap? <laughs> yeah, over on that side. Yeah. All right. degrees in here. Coming up. We've talked about the wildly popular drug Ozempic for weight loss. Apparently, there is a far more effective option on the market. We'll break down the report that's getting a ton of attention. Plus, new details on a surprising legal battle between Hall and Oates. The lawsuit and restraining order that has now divided one of the most successful duos in music history. It ain't so, but I can't this go is for today that. on NBC. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> She's pretty, mm-hmm. gorgeous Norway spruce, 730 Tuesday morning, the world's most famous Christmas tree, our neighbor here at 30 Rock, <laughs> and it will be set aglow tomorrow night, Christmas in Rockefeller Center. Be sure to join us starting at 8 o'clock Eastern right here on NBC. We'll also be streaming on Peacock. What does Al say about the tree? We once, we're going to light the tree. And then we, and, get, and then we then all we get, get lit. lit. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Except for we never do because it's a school night. He said, what did he say? What did you he say, Al? He said, blew it. Blew it. You I blew it? it? Oh. Correct me. Please. Okay. It's here. It's very simple. Once the tree gets lit, we all, all get lit. That's right. That's yeah. right. Thank okay. you. Thank you for the credit. How hard is that? Is if one light right. goes out, then they all go out. Yeah, I got right. it. Yeah. Uh, first up this half hour, a legal battle that has the entire music world buzzing. That is because it involves one of the most successful duos of all time. We're talking about Hall and Oates. Daryl Hall has filed a lawsuit and a restraining order against his longtime partner, John Oates, in a dispute apparently concerning their extensive music catalog. And NBC's Joe Fryer is here with details. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. Good there. Good morning. So Daryl Hall, he is the taller one with the blonde hair. He's seeking to block John Oates from selling off a share of the famous duo's joint musical venture. For fans of the iconic pop duo, news of a bitter legal dispute is hitting like a sour note. While neither party is commenting publicly on the suit, Hall was recently granted a temporary restraining order against his longtime music partner. Hall appears to be trying to prevent John Oates from selling his shares in their collective joint venture, which appears to own at least some rights to their catalog of music. Philly soul singers Daryl Hall and John Oates teamed up in the early 70s and became the number one selling duo in music history with hit singles like Man Eater, Out of Touch, and I Can't Go For That. The two played Today Show Plaza back in 2003 and in 2014 were inducted together into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But without officially breaking up, the unique pop magic of Hall & Oates appears to have worn off. Hall even telling Bill Maher last year he didn't consider Oates a creative partner. John and I are brothers, right? We, But we are not creative brothers. We are business partners. We did a lot of stuff we we made records called Hall and Oates together, but we do we we've always been very separate. 
According to court documents obtained by People but not seen by NBC News, the two singers formed a limited liability partnership, and Oates now wants to sell his share of it to a company called Primary Wave Music, which already owns some of their music catalog. According to People, Hall claims in the legal motion that the sale would be a breach of contract and would cause him imminent irreparable harm. Oates' attorney says Mr. Oates has no comment on the lawsuit filed by Mr. Hall's team, adding they'll work toward a resolution that makes sense for all involved. Musicians' catalogs are among the most precious thing they can own because once they sell that off, they don't really have a lot else. Ugh, you hate to see it. And, and other artists get into these disputes over their, their music catalogs as well we, recently. Taylor Swift is, of course, the first name that yes. comes to mind. She's been releasing Taylor's version of all these albums after her old record label was sold. Scooter Braun got the rights. But big picture here, I mean, as streaming has become more popular, these name rights and holding them has mm-hmm. become more valuable. It can be a lucrative investment. And we've seen artists, including some big names, sell some or all of their music catalogs. Yeah. Recent example, Katy Perry, 225 million bucks. Clearly, though, Hall and Oates are not on the same page here. More than likely, this one's going to be going into arbitration. I mean, the fact that there's a restraining order is uh, is next level there. Uh, Exactly. All right, right, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Coming up, we have a special new project from Savannah, one that is very personal, and we can't wait for you to tell us all about it in a little bit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll get to that in just a few moments. First, though, Christine Romans is here, and Christine has a, a surprising look at some results from a first of its kind that popular drugs for weight loss. Yeah, important new information in the very costly battle against obesity in this country. We'll have that right after the break. We're back 738 this morning on In-Depth Today, an eye-opening new look at popular drugs for weight loss. Now, for the first time, researchers examined real-world data on Ozempic and Manjaro, comparing how much weight people lost on those drugs, and one came out way ahead. NBC senior business correspondent Christine Romans is here with more on this. Wow. Hi, Good Christine. Good morning. morning. Yeah, this is really a hot topic, right? And this is important information. According to the NIH, more than two out of every five adults in this country suffer from obesity. And we know from clinical trials that Ozempic and Manjaro work really well to help people lose weight. But now a new analysis finds one of these drugs is the clear winner in getting results. They're two of the most popular weapons in the battle against obesity. Now, a new report suggests one of these blockbuster drugs is far more effective in helping people slim down. The analysis looked at real-world data from about 18,000 overweight adults using Manjaro or Ozempic over a year. It found those taking Manjaro were three times more likely to lose 15% of their body weight than those on Ozempic, and more than two and a half times more likely to lose 10% of their body weight. While not a peer-reviewed study, this echoes previous research that found Manjaro more effective than Ozempic in helping some people with weight loss. Both drugs are taken through weekly injections and are FDA-approved only for type 2 diabetes, not weight loss. I've lost 17 pounds in eight weeks. But demand is soaring as more patients use them off-label to shed unwanted pounds. Doctors say they work by mimicking hormones in the gut tied to appetite. The major difference between the two medications is that Manjaro is working on two hormones and Ozempic is working on one hormone. So you're essentially getting more bang for the buck when you take Manjaro. After struggling with obesity her whole life, Tara Rothenhofer joined a clinical trial for Manjaro. Three years in, she says she's lost more than 200 pounds. Instead of that feeling of looking towards your next meal while you're still eating the current meal, 
you're having more of that feeling of satisfaction, of enjoyment. You know, you have a few bites of something and you feel full. Eli Lilly, maker of Munjaro, says it'll soon release a version that's FDA approved for weight loss called Zebbound. In a statement, the maker of Ozempic, Nova Nordisk, told us their drug is only meant to treat type 2 diabetes. Its approved drug for weight loss called Wagovi is similar, but at a higher dose than Ozempic. Experts caution the safety of these drugs is still unknown in healthy people who just want to lose a few pounds. They can have side effects like gastrointestinal distress, nausea and vomiting, and they only curb hunger while being used. For most patients, when you stop the medication, you will regain roughly two thirds of that weight. This is not a medication that will reset you for life. As with any medication, of course, experts say you should only use them under the guidance of a doctor who is familiar with the risks and side effects. Eli Lilly told us it discourages any off-label use of Manjaro, guys. I think a lot of people want want these drugs, yeah. but the, the cost is kind of high. And does insurance pay for any of it? You know, it? hundreds of dollars a week in some cases here. And insurance will pay for it if you are diagnosed with diabetes. You're using it as a diabetes drug, but insurance doesn't cover it for weight loss unless you have other things going on too, high cholesterol or other underlying conditions that your doctor can get insurance to help you pay it for. Uh, The question is, in, in the future, will these be more affordable? If there are pill forms, will they cost less? Injectable drugs are very expensive. Uh, and will Medicare eventually be able to cover these? Medicare is barred right now from covering weight loss drugs because remember the Fen-Fen drama of a couple decades ago? So Congress doesn't uh, allow Medicare to cover weight loss drugs. That would have to change too. But we're in early days of what could be an exciting game changer for healthcare and the economy. Healthcare, very, very expensive in this country. Indeed. Yeah, All right, Christine. Christine, thank nice you. To thank you. You too. Now the check of the weather now, Mr. Roker, what you got? Hey guys, well, we're looking at some wet weather for our friends down south. In fact, today there's a, or I should say tomorrow, a severe threat for weather in the southeast Texas, west Louisiana area. This heavy rain is going to spread into the lower Mississippi River Valley. Then we move into Friday. That frontal system pushes into the east. We're looking at some colder weather, a mixed precip up into upper New York State. Look for wet weather weather along the I-95 corridor, occasional rain, mild highs. The heaviest rain going to be uh, right in the lower Mississippi River Valley along the Gulf, but still fairly wet weather making its way all the way on up into the upper Mississippi River Valley. Lake effect snow continuing today, a southeastern chill, but everybody west of the Rockies looking beautiful today. And that is your latest weather, guys. Thank you, Al. Still ahead, has it hit your family yet? Flu cases on the rise across the U.S. The area is seeing the biggest spikes and what you can do to stay safe during the season of holiday gatherings. Uh, first, the Black Friday and Cyber Monday smash records. But shopping's not over yet. Thinking about a dream vacation, perhaps? Brian Chung is here with the guide to the best savings on this Travel Tuesday, right after this. We're back 748, focusing on another big shopping event on the heels of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Well, have you heard of Travel Tuesday? today? Now we Uh have. It means big savings are being offered right now for your next dream destination. NBC's business reporter Brian Chung is here with everything we need to know about Travel Tuesday. So let's start with some of the deals that that Mm -hmm. folks should perhaps consider taking advantage of. Yeah, well, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Travel Tuesday. I don't know what's next for Wednesday. Maybe Wine Wednesday after all that spending, right? But when we're talking about the deals that we're seeing so far, they are about trips and travel. So we're seeing 30% off in some cases if you're taking a look at flights. Also, we're seeing discounts on cruises as well. So one-way flights to JetBlue, for example, $49 one-way for some domestic routes. So again, we're looking at all these deals that could be for travel even this season, or you can also have uh, bookings for next year as well. So it could be a good opportunity if you 
didn't see a gift you wanted over the weekend, but maybe want to gift an experience instead. Do you think it's too late? I feel like we're kind of already cruising on if people want to book a holiday vacation. Is it too late to find a deal? Yeah, well, I mean, look, December's in a few days, yeah. right? So, But there are some opportunities to get some deals for even just the next few weeks. We're seeing uh, some specific carriers, like, for example, over at Holland America, uh, we're, again, cruise lines, mm-hmm. we're seeing some deals there. In addition to some hotels, Marriott saying they'll have 20% off of uh, some bookings through the next few weeks. Play Airline, this is an airline that actually services routes from the East Coast to some parts of Europe, 35% off. So there will be some. It's called Play Airlines, yeah. They fly out of Westchester Airport. Oh, HTN. Yeah, is that close to you, Craig? Yeah, that is. All right, well, could be an opportunity there. Okay. Play Airline, look at that. Okay, I mean, we're learning so much. Okay, so if you want to, like, do a smart shopping, what are some of your your tips there? Yeah, well, one important thing as you're looking at these deals is obviously when it comes to these experiences, it's going to depend on the type of itinerary that you're looking at. So some tips, uh, make sure you're doing the research and making sure that you're cross-checking the deals as well. There's some tools like Google Flights. You can also use Kayak to just compare and make sure you're actually getting the best deals on these types of things. And again, those types of services, they can compare flights. They can compare Mm -hmm. hotel rates as well. So again, just make sure you're doing uh, the price checking as you're Mm -hmm. looking at these deals. We talked about Cyber Monday smashing records, Black Friday smashing records. It would seem as if heading into the holiday shopping season, consumer sentiment's pretty good. Any ideas at this point what we can expect in terms of spending during the holidays? Yeah, well, I mean, just because they broke records on the nominal dollar amount, which is essentially without covering inflation, it doesn't necessarily mean that the uh, you know economy looks good because what we saw from MasterCard, for example, Black Friday spending, it was up two and a half percent for Black Friday. That sounds pretty good, but prices across the board are up over three percent. So uh-huh. it's kind of a wash. And I think that what we're reading from that is the consumer is a little bit more choosy. They're saying, all right, well, I'll go out there and I'll spend, but it's got to be a really good deal and a really good discount. That's what we heard when we were talking with shoppers at the mall over the weekend. Cool. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Brian. Brian. Thank, Thank you. Brian. Still ahead, Oscar winner Natalie Portman. She's going to be here live. She's going to tell us about her new movie and why she calls it a dream role. And then Harry Smith's can't-miss conversation with the one, the only, Cher, including why she waited this long to put out her very first Christmas album. 